Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. Uh, today we are joined by Coach James Delgado of the Riverdale Raiders. He's the head football coach uh, out at Riverdale High School. He's also a uh, involved member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Southwest Florida. Um, and uh, so, uh, Coach, hey, welcome to Drive Time. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Thank you for uh, you know uh, coaching us a little bit. Well, thank you for having me. I was honored when uh, when Coach Griffin shared my information with you and mentioned that you would be reaching out, and I'm, I'm very thankful to be here. Uh, we're excited. Uh, and for those of you who, who missed out on Billy Griffin's uh, drive time a couple of weeks ago about his son, Cooper, man, definitely go back and check that out. It was really, really good. Uh, and uh, uh, what I can tell you is if it's coming from Billy Griffin, it's both, uh, there's a good chance it's wise and hysterical because um, that's how Billy rolls. Uh, For sure. But uh, all right. So before we hit record on this video, uh, you and I were talking and you, you made a statement about really, you know, kind of living out your faith while trying to, to mentor uh, our youth uh, through sports. Uh, let's go back to that because I feel like you were onto something there. Well, I think, you know, when we were talking, you're right. We were kind of just talking about what I do every day. And I'm fortunate to have been involved in athletics at the high school level with really quality men as my coaches. And so they modeled to me what it meant to be a Christian coach and what it meant to be a father and what it meant to be, you know, a, a, a person with character and, and accountability and respect. Um, and, and they instilled those things in us and really held us accountable when it came to that. So for me, as soon as I got involved in coaching um, immediately when my playing career ended in college, I knew that I, if, if I was going to do it, that was the way to, um, so I was fortunate because again, a lot of, I think we're all kind of products of, of our environments and we, and we kind of emulate the things that we've seen, seen done before us. And I was fortunate to be in a program where it was modeled in that way. And so, you know, ever since I came to Riverdale, um, one of the first things I did, in fact, the first meeting I had was with the area director of FCA fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, and that's Charlie Weatherby and that's for all of Southwest Florida. And uh, he immediately just said, coach, how can I help you? How can I serve you? And that's what FCA is all about. It's about serving coaches in order for them to be able to better serve the young people. They, they get to, to work with on a daily basis. And, you know, the, the thing about it, when we were talking before we, we started today um, is, you know, I try to be true to who I am and, and, lead as by lead the best example as I possibly can for the young people I come in contact with every day. And that's not just my football players. It's everyone on our campus. Um, and it's because I know that our young people aren't getting the same benefits that we got when we were their age. You know, I don't know how many of our kids are, are being bust to vacation Bible school the way we were, uh, you know, when we were kids. And I don't know how many of them are being, um, exposed to church period. I think when it comes right down to it, we as Christians have to bring church to the young people or to anybody we come in contact with, because let's face it, they're not walking into the brick and mortar churches that they used to at once. Um, and, and so 
I think when it comes to my coaching style, my philosophy in the way that I talk to my players and the way that I interact with everyone on our campus, it is uh, definitely in a manner that, that hopefully they will look back and say, you know, he's a little different than the average person. Um, and that makes them inquire more. And then anybody who gets to know me learns pretty quickly what that difference is. Um, and, and I'm telling you as a sinner, I'm telling you as a man who falls short every single day that, you know, I am far from perfect, but I know that I have, um, a responsibility in the role that I play and that I, I just fulfill that responsibility to the best of my ability every day. And so, you know, I do that with people alongside of me. It's one of those deals where you can't do it alone. Um, and I definitely don't. And, and that's the beauty of FCA. FCA is kind of partnered with, with coaches to make that happen. So, and, and that's awesome that, that we have, you know, in, in our, you know, area of Southwest Florida, we have access to, to FCA and it's a healthy organization here in this area. Um, but at the ground level where you're at, you know, you're talking about how you're trying to represent, you had mentioned one specific word. Um, when we were talking earlier, you talked about consistency and, you know, you try to lead with that consistency because there's a lack of that. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, I, you know, one example would be the fact that we, we expect a lot of our players and in expecting a lot, we also give a lot. And, and, you know, we started practice this morning at 5:45 AM. I was on campus at 4:45 AM and I'll be the first one there. And the last one to leave almost every day, um, in the summer, in, in the winter, in the fall, um, all year round. Um, that's just the way it is. And, I lead by example in my work ethic and the way that I do things. And, you know, a lot of coaches, you would think that coaches are, uh, you know, stereotypically they use profanity and they um, handle themselves a certain way. And they maybe, um, you know, have a certain ego about them. And I'm the furthest thing from that when it comes to egos. Yes. I want to be, the best at anything I do, but I also am the first guy that's willing to, you know, pick up the laundry and, and wash it or serve or go above and beyond for the needs of our kids, wherever they are. And, and I do that on a consistent basis so that I can then demand and expect the same consistency from them. Um, and that goes with my coaches too. You know, there's nothing that I ask my coaches to do alongside of me that I haven't already done or that I'm not willing to do for them. And I think that applies to any any field you're in. Um, You know, we can easily talk about how things should be done, but let's face it, you know, Jesus, the greatest example of what servant leadership is, got his hands dirty and and washed the, the feet of of the disciples and, and really met them where they were and, and built them from the ground up. And I think that's what we're called to do as leaders. And I think that's what we're called to do as Christians. So when you're, when you're talking about the kids on your team and even the kids mm-hmm. on, on your campus, uh, because I know you interact with more than just your football players on any given day. Um, yeah. You know, you've got, I mean, I'm familiar with Riverdale High School a little bit. You have a unique demographic that attends Riverdale High School. Sure. You have have kids from all over our county. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you have upper middle class kids with two great parents at home. You have immigrant kids there who maybe are living with a family member because other families got separated from them. Uh, you've got, you know, kids that have a single parent or maybe they're in a home with physically two parents, but really yeah. they're almost orphans because of the, the lack of relational interactions. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you deal with that, that mix um, in your interactions? Well, and I think it's with all of our students, you know, I start with how I greet them. Um, I try to greet them with a smile every single day, a smile and a big good morning and a, and a hug and, you know, as much affection and, and, love that they can possibly receive in a short interaction. I try to pour it out because sometimes they don't necessarily get that at home. And guess what? Even the kids who have two great family members at home who help raise them, maybe the, maybe they they come from a, a decent socioeconomic background because both parents are constantly working and they don't have the time to invest them in, in them emotionally. They invest in them financially and they're there to supply all their needs. But you know, they're lacking something, or maybe it's the kid who's by, you know, a single mom and and doesn't have the father figure at home or has, you know, a grandparent who is the, the firm model of consistency while their, their, you know, their parent maybe isn't able to provide that, you know, we all grew up with those types of dynamics. And the beauty of my coaching staff is that we all come from different walks of life. We all have different experiences and we've all seen a a whole lot more than our players have. So we try to be conscious of meeting them where they are. Um, And, and I think we do a really good job of that. You know, I think like you said, Riverdale is a really unique place because you have every, every walk of life, every demographic, every socioeconomic background, and some kids who have all the means in the world, to do anything they want. And maybe they're not the most ambitious to do more than what they have to. And then you have other kids who have very little to go home to, and they're starving to get an opportunity to change that. Um, And so from one extreme to the other, I think within our program, what we do really well is we treat them all the same. The beauty of being a Riverdale football player is that we are all the same. There's no difference between you being a a star athlete who's good at everything they possibly do, um, or you being somebody who's never picked up a ball before and you're learning how to walk and chew bubble gum at the same time, you are truly loved and treated the same. And and one of the things we tell our players is that the value you add on our football team has very little to do with what you do on the field and everything to do with who you are off of it. Um, And when we, we teach what those skills and what those, those values and what those character traits look like, because let's face it at the end of the day, you know, football will come to an end for all of those young people at one point or another for some sooner than others. But when it does, we're hopefully equipping them to be better men, to be, you know, better fathers one day, to be better sons, to be great husbands, to be great employees or bosses. Um, You know, we tell our players that they're the future leaders of our country and, and the importance of them gelling together and becoming that melting pot of, of the beautiful thing that is a football team is what gives us great hope for a future. And so, you know, we do that on a consistent basis and, and, you know, we say we treat them all the same. There's no one situation that's exactly the same, but there are certain standards and certain expectations that will never change and where you have to go to meet us, to make that expectation be met 
may be different, but um, I think it's probably all rooted. If it were rooted in one thing, it's rooted in love. And uh, you know, love is not the same for everyone, but it is true. It is real. Um, it, it never fails. And so, you know, we truly believe in, in loving our players and being there for them far more than, than what the game of football might ask us to. Um, we're playing the game of life. Well, so let me ask you this. Uh, so like we had talked about earlier, drive time uh, for, for the guys watching each week, we try to leave with a challenge. We try to leave with a, a way to take what you're talking about. You know, someone could watch this and be like, oh, that's really cool. He runs his program like that. And that's really motivational. It's really inspirational. So if you would, let's, let's wrap up with the thought process of how do guys who are watching this right now, take this into their day to day, take this into, uh, you know, take it from that, that concept of, yeah, that sounds good to how do I do it? Um, mm -hmm. you know, so, so what's the, what's the challenge step for us this week? So to me, we all have a platform. My platform is to be a football coach and to use it to make a difference every day. And I, again, I, I, I've seen it modeled, so I kind of know what I'm supposed to be doing with that. But as a man, as a father, um, as an employee, as a boss, we all have a platform that we work with. And if you have children, you're not only interacting with your kids, but you're also interacting with their, their peers, their friends. And I can tell you from firsthand that there are many of our players who lean on the parents of our, their teammates to fulfill some of the voids they have at home. I was that way as a player. You know, when, when I saw um, a great example of what a good, healthy family dynamic was, was being at my friends' homes when I was growing up and being at my teammates' homes in high school and them treating me like one of theirs and spoiling me in ways that they didn't have to. Um, you know, we talk about our players needing to see us interact with our wives in a way that is, is genuine and unique and real because maybe they're not seeing that at home. You know, maybe they don't get to see uh, just just a marriage dynamic and what that looks like on a daily basis. Or, you know, if my wife were to call right now and we were in front of our team, I would be picking up the phone regardless if we're in a meeting or if I'm in the middle of a lecture, simply because I believe it's important for them to understand that there are certain things that are that are worth picking up the phone for. And, and they hear my interactions with her. And sometimes she's on speakerphone. Sometimes she isn't, but they, they can imagine what the other end of that conversation might look like. And in everything that we do, there are many eyes upon us. And, and we think that maybe there aren't, we think that maybe we don't have um, influence or we don't have the same opportunity to make a difference in young people's lives. You're wrong. They're all around us and they're desperate, desperate for, a glimpse, a glimmer, uh, a shot at hope, a shot, a, a chance at, at um, maybe applying some of the things they've learned along the way and seeing it done on a different level. And so I would say, just be true to who you are um, and, and be authentic because if anything, the, the young kids that we deal with on a daily basis, they know the difference. They know who's fake and they know who isn't. They know right away whether or not you're real or if you're somebody who's, who's 
you know, trying to, to fit into a mold that, that doesn't quite work. And so, um, we all can do that every day. And that's great. Um, and, and it definitely helps us think about the, the value of the impact we can add without really taking on new responsibility as just being who you are, where you're at in front of the people you're surrounded by. Uh, yep. that's a, that's a big deal. So, Hey coach, thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for your, your input. And ultimately thank you for what you do out there at Riverdale. Uh, I know the community out there pretty well. And I, I know the more guys we have like you who are involved in the, in the lives of the youth out there, uh, really the, the, the better, uh, the better whole, our whole area is going to be. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. It's truly my pleasure to be with you guys today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us again on Drive Time, and we'll see you again next week.